Sota, Perik Dalad, Mishnah Gimel, 4.3. The Mishnah now continues with another category of marriage, another one that is uh, forbidden rabbinically. And although we saw back in Mishnah Aleph that uh, marriages that are forbidden even rabbinically, they um, such women are not eligible to drinking the uh, Mayim Hamarim. However, this is a different case. This is a case which is more complicated because we're talking about a marriage to a woman who is pregnant with someone else's child or who's nursing someone else's child. So there's a din de Rabbanan that one may not marry a pregnant woman uh, nor a nursing woman uh, until she weans her child, meaning when the child reaches 24 months old. And the reason is, Chazal were concerned that um, back in their time, people were much poorer and food is more scarce and if a, et cetera. And if a woman um, got pregnant a second time, so that could end up um, jeopardizing the life of the first child. She would not have enough milk um, to nurse the child um, when, uh, after the child was born. So even if we're talking about a child who is a pregnant woman, certainly she's going to become a nursing woman after some months, and then we're concerned her new pregnancy would be harmful potentially for um, that child. And therefore, Chazal said you cannot marry such a woman. In case you're wondering, obviously we're not concerned about uh, men and wife who are married, the wife getting pregnant within 24 months, um, because since it's his own child, he'll be sure to take care of it, he'll arrange for extra food if she can't nurse or find a wet nurse, wet nurse whatever the story is. But um, if it's not his child, he might not go that extra mile, and that could end, ultimately lead to a risk to the child. So therefore, Chazal said, no marrying pregnant or nursing women. So the question is, what if someone married such a woman? So here the Mishnah says, If a man's wife is a woman who is pregnant with his another person's baby, or she's nursing the other person's baby, so meaning she has a child with him, but now that person's not there. It's a discussion, by the way, if we're talking about a woman who is a widow or only, or if it's also a divorcee, because if there's a divorcee, there is the other husband whose responsibility is to feed this child. Um, Shulchan Aruch Paskin's either or. They're both forbidden, rabbinically. So the that being the case, since they're not allowed to say married, so therefore it stands to reason that lo shosos lo notlos ksuba divra mer. It stands to reason at first blush that since this is like an illegal marriage, we're not going to afford the opportunity to do drinking of the mechatas to rehabilitate this broken marriage. Instead, she'll be forced to divorce her. And since it's her fault because she behaved badly, she'll lose her ksuba. That's her mer shita. Now, the Chacham disagree, and the Chacham say, The Chacham say, wait a second. Unlike the other cases we saw before, like with the Nesina and the Chalutza marrying the Kohen and rabbinically forbidden marriages, so here we have a marriage which, okay, yes, it's forbidden uh, rabbinically, but that's only a temporary situation, because once the child reaches 24 months, the marriage becomes permitted. So can you sort of wait it out? So the rabbis here are saying, the Chacham is saying, yes, he could just sort of wait it out. He could lahafrisha, separate from her, and then lahachzira, bring her back um, after the 24 months period. So that would mean, like the Shulchan Paskins, lahafrisha here means to divorce her. He divorced, then remarries her, assuming he's not a Kohen. So since that's the case, since the marriage can be brought back together, we do let her drink to prove her innocence. Uh, and that would be the halacha, we do let her drink. There is a separate discussion um, whether we allow her to drink while she's still pregnant with the previous child, because of course, if the drinking of the meich, the bitter waters end up costing her a life, that'll also cost the baby's life. 
So therefore, it's a machlokas Rashi Tosos if we do give her a drink while she's pregnant, and the Rambam paskins um, that uh, that we do not, like Rashi. We wait till after she's had the baby before she drinks the water. Okay. Now, another category here, the mission continues, this is the category of women who are unable to bear children. And since there's the mitzvah from the Torah for a man to do pru revu to have children, uh, a boy and a girl, and they need to also be able to have children, boys and girls, the details of the kim of, of the fulfillment of the mitzvah pru revu is sort of beyond this mission, of course. But the point is, um, if a man has not fulfilled the mitzvah pru revu, it becomes forbidden for him to marry a woman who can't have children, because then he can't do the mitzvah. So that being the case, the mission was considered that category. What happens if a man who's married to a woman who can't have children, and then there's kidding and stira, do we let her drink the waters? And the answer here in the mission says is ilonis. If you're talking about ilonis, I'll explain that. In the, actually, I'll explain it right now. In, in, let me get to the punchline. Ilonis was a kena v'sheinrui leled, these three categories of women who can't have babies. Lo shosos, lo notlos ksuba. The halacha says the tanakama. Um, and this luck actually is that they are not eligible to drink. Instead, they have to get divorced, and again, they won't, their, won't get their ksuba because they jeopardize things themselves. So who are these women? The Ilonis is a woman who n- never reaches um, physical maturity, like goes through puberty to be able to have children. So let's call it a hormonal problem. There could be other explanations of what's happening, but bottom line is he marries a woman when she's, let's say, 12 years old. She's still a child, she never, she's not yet a woman, she's a girl, and then she doesn't go through puberty, she never becomes a woman. So that being the case, she can never have children. The word ilonis um, refers to her being, like, the word isle is a ram, and in Aramaic, a ram, the word for isle, excuse me, the word for ram in Aramaic is a, is like a zahar, the same as a, as a, like a male, so it's a referring to the fact that she is like sort of masculine, and there are signs for this that she you know doesn't have normal hormones like a woman. So since she can't have children, he's not allowed to be married to her, and therefore not going to rehabilitate this marriage. Certainly, um, if she is infidelitous and has kinuyan stira, the zikena, the zikena, literally an old woman. We're referring here to a situation of a, of a woman who is postmenopausal. That means that she's already um, three periods in a row missed. Um, having her normal cycle, and that being the case, assuming she's older, and that's why it happened. So then she's not going to have children anymore, and that being the case, she's no longer able to have children. So she's a zakena, and she'en rui leled. This is a woman who can't give birth. This is because she did something to herself um, to make herself infertile. You know, um, some like I'll call it a medical procedure, or whatever the equivalent is in their time. She drank some potion which made her now infertile and unable to carry children. So um, those women, says the Mishnah, Lo Shosos, Lo Notlos, Ksuba, they can't drink the water and they don't get their Ksuba. Like I said before, again, we're only talking about a marriage in which the husband has not yet fulfilled the mitzvah pruravu. Now, Rabbi Eliezer disagrees and he says, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Yacholhu Lisa Isha Acheres. He says, what's the problem? He can get a second wife and with that second wife, Velifros Velirbos Hemena. He can have his children with the second wife. So since he can still fulfill the mitzvah puravu, why does he have to divorce his first wife, let her drink and prove her innocence, and let them live happily ever after? Um, but the Chum disagree. And their disagreement is that that sounds nice in theory, but in practice, how is this guy going to find a second wife 
uh, if he reads the first one. It's, un- it's difficult uh, and perhaps unlikely for a person to be able to find a woman who agreed to be a second wife to have children with him, and therefore they don't allow. Okay. The last part of the Mishnah says, Ushar kol and all the rest of the women, the basic principle is, O shosos, O lo notlos ksuba. They have an option. Women can either A, drink the water, and if they decline to do that, like we said before, B is to get divorced, and they don't get their ksuba when they're divorced. Okay. So this is kind of old news already for us. What's the chiddush here? So we're adding a case, like for example, let's say you have a, a marriage that involves a mamzer. So a mamzer is married to, let's say, a, a gioris. So that is actually allowed. A mamzer or mamzeris cannot marry into the main body of the Jewish people, but they can marry certain other elements, including um, converts to Judaism are allowed to marry mamzerim. But the children remain mamzerim, who can't marry into the main Jewish population. So the thought might be. Listen, we already have a marriage which is on the rocks. It's going to produce mamzerim. Why should we let it continue? Better we have fewer mamzerim in Kalah and let this marriage fall apart. The answer is no. Even for such a marriage, Hashem is prepared to let his name get erased and work his magic through the the bitter waters to prove this woman's innocence so this couple can get together and live happily ever after, even if it means more mamzerim, it means more mamzerim. And, um, and that would be the halacha as well.